Well, today we're entering the first part of Lent, and we're invited, we're invited to compunction. Compunction meaning to puncture our egos so that we can avoid self-deception. Why? Because compunction will help us to develop a humble and contrite heart. Now, in addition to this, we're also called during the season of Lent to observe the disciplines of Lent, which are fasting, almsgiving, and prayer. So let's look at prayer and perhaps study a poem. And the poem goes like this. I asked God to take away my pride, and God said no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give it up. I asked God to grant me patience, and God said no. He said that patience is a byproduct of daily trials. It is not granted, but earned. I asked God to spare me pain. God said no. He said suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to him. Then I ask God to help me love others as much as he loves me. God said, ah, at last, you finally have the idea. End of the poem. So this poem will learn that we need during the season of Lent a lot of humility. We need patience and we need to develop an intimate relationship with Almighty God. Now in the Gospels, we're told to beware of the guiles and temptations of Satan. So let me give you a few tips about temptation. The devil tempts people, but idle people tempts the devil. The devil is a scam artist and uses hype to make us fall into sin. He will use half-truths and big, big lies to confuse us. And when we fall, he is silent about the consequences of our sins, temporal and spiritual. That's why Jesus said, watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation because the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. Also in today's gospel, Jesus was tempted three times in the desert. First, after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry, so the devil appeared to him and tempted him, saying, if you are the Son of God, then command the stones to turn into bread. So the devil was challenging Jesus to prove himself Jesus to prove that he is the Son of God, that he is the beloved of the Father, that he can do miracles. But Jesus ignores the devil because deep in his heart he knows who he is, that he is the Son of God, that he's the beloved of the Father. Second, the devil took Jesus to a very top of the temple in Jerusalem. And the devil said, if, if you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down and the angels will catch you. 
Well, that's the same ploy again. Jesus saying, go ahead and jump from the roof and prove to me, prove to me that your father will take care of you. Of course, Jesus knows that his father loves him. So he just simply ignores the devil. And third, the devil takes Jesus into a very, very high mountain and displays to him all the splendor, the beauty, and the magnificence of the kingdoms of this world. And he says, all these I shall give you if you worship me. Well, of course, Jesus ignores him because he knows that all this kingdoms of the world, the wealth, the magnificence of it all is nothing. All the wealth and the splendor of this world is nothing compared to the beauty and magnificence of God's kingdom in heaven. So then Jesus pushed back, saying, get away from me, Satan. It is written, the Lord your God shall you worship and him alone shall you serve. After that, the devil disappeared and angels ministered to Jesus. So that's where the power of Jesus comes from. He knows that he is the Son of God. He knows that he is a beloved of the Father. He knows God our Father. Same with you. No matter what the devil tempts you with, you know that you are a child of God. You know that you have a Father in heaven who loves you, who sent his Son to save us from our sins. Well, how about today in our day and age? What do you think are some of our critical temptations? Well, first, perhaps one of our secular temptations is to neglect Neglect our inner life, our inner journey, our desire to have a deeper relationship with Jesus. So how does the devil tempt you? Well, what he does is he uses your favorite digital uh, gizmo, the cell phone, the cell phone. He wants you to take your cell phone everywhere 24-7. He wants you to take your cell phone at home, in school, at work, in the car, in the church, in your bedroom, in your bathroom, and then hug your cell phone when you sleep. So that, so that when it rings, you wake up, and it wakes you up three or four times during the night. But you see, that is the trick of the devil. He doesn't want you to have time for prayer. He doesn't want you to have time for God. That is a terrible digital obsession. That is a great deception. Now, second temptation, perhaps, for us is to get trapped, to get trapped in a shallow and phony plastic relationship that's all over the place without commitment, without faithfulness, very, very shallow relationship with people. And that's why sometimes marriages break down and our family values break down. But let me tell you a quick story. Mike was a farmer who had a good friend, Bob, who was a lawyer. and They belonged to the same charismatic 
church. So one day, Mike, the farmer, approached his lawyer friend, Bob, asking him to help him because there's a corporation was trying to manipulate him, to coerce him to sell his farm, bullying him to sell his farm. But Bob, the lawyer said, I'm sorry, I can't help you because I have an allegiance, a loyalty to that corporation. And so Mike said, Bob, you remember when we were young? Our pastor asked you and I the question, do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I said, yes. How about you, Bob? What did you say? Well, Bob was silent for a moment, and then he said, well, I told the pastor, I will follow Jesus up to a point. And Mike said, could that point be the cross? Bob was silent, and then he said, that's right. That's right. I'll follow Jesus to the cross, but not on the cross. I'm not getting crucified with Jesus. So Mike, somewhat disappointed, said, okay, then I believe that you are not a disciple of Jesus. You are only an admirer of Jesus. You are not a disciple. You're only an admirer of Jesus. And Bob became quiet. So hopefully during this season of Lent, we're going to deepen our relationship with Jesus so that we can commit ourselves to be a disciple of Jesus. Also during Lent, perhaps we could take our trials and difficulties during the season of Lent and carry our cross daily and offer it up to God. Offer up trials and tribulations and difficulties. That's why you hear from old timers who often say, offer it up, offer it up to God Almighty for his glory. Why? Because even Jesus in his entire life offered all his sacrifices, his difficulties, especially his death on the cross. Offer it up to transform his sacrifices into redemptive grace for you and for me so that our sins can be forgiven. Now, that's why Mary of the Trinity received a message from Jesus. And Jesus said to her, the soul that honors me most is not the one who has suffered most, but the one who has transformed her suffering into love for me. Yes, all her sufferings, even the smallest annoyances and little disappointments. That's why a wise man said, all great virtues bear the imprint of self-denial. Lent, self-denial. That's why Jesus said to the mystic Consolata Betroni, Jesus said, transform everything disagreeable and that to encounter, disagreeable that you encounter in life, transform them into little roses 
gathering them up with love and offering them up to me with love. That is his challenge for Lent. Transform all your trials and difficulty into small roses and give him, offer it up to the Lord Jesus. And so as we prepare to receive the Eucharist today, to receive the Son of God himself, well, once again, my brothers and sisters, look up. Look up. Behold the crown of thorns, which signifies Jesus' infinite sacrifice being transformed into redemptive grace for your salvation and for my salvation. Why? If you read the scriptures, Jesus is always telling you, telling me, I love you. I love you. I love you even on the cross. I love you. I love you. Why? Because your love is so special, so special to him that he wants to take you to the Father's house so that you could love him back forever. Amen.